Yo, this is Stocks and Bars, the stock market hip-hop podcast, the only place you will find finance mixed with hip-hop. And this is part two of our conversation with John Connor. Make sure you stick around, and we're going to get to the bars, and we're going to show you so much more. Let's go. I got my click ready to use the money they got from jobs and courage and teaching them that it's not so hard. I'm doing this, making investing pop. You law is extra. You tuning in the stocks and bars. Yeah, now now that we get into it, right? Let's let's switch it on to the financial literacy part of things, right? Because right now sure. this is a very hot topic. We got EYL. We got a lot of people who are pushing to our culture to learn more about finances. So with that being said. I started this because I feel like hip hop should be part of that. So what do you think hip hop can contribute in order to help that financial literacy continue to grow? I think that, um, you know, for me personally, uh, when I was in the point of my life where I wanted to sign younger artists, I did a class called Industry Etiquette. And it was actually a curriculum where I taught them about the business of the music business, where I actually showed them the contract that I signed with mm. Interscope Universal Aftermath, where I showed them the contract I had to sign to get out of that. I showed them the first management, excuse me, contract that I ever signed. Um, I showed them. Um, I remember when we started talking about like uh, signing agreements with each other, I wouldn't sign it unless their parent came and sat mm, and if they didn't understand love, yeah. i was gonna make sure at least their parent understood what they were signing i think that hip-hop um and i'm sorry for cussing on here but i gotta just say what it is i think it's bullish it's not my business to teach <laughs> yeah. you the business i think yeah. it is all of our business to teach each other the business especially for one, we already got a strike against us and I'm mm -hmm. keeping it real being black in America. Yep. So it's like you already have a system that's not set up for the average black person to win in general. So then you mean to tell me if I do, if I am talented enough and I find a way to make it in music. So now I got to try to figure this out again. Yeah. <laughs> and even my own people are going to take advantage yep. of me. And I think that there's a lot of that in the music business. There's a lot of... um. Uh, a, a lot of um, um, I would call it what what uh, boy, it's disgusting to me. So I don't even know how to put a name on it. <laughs> but it's like, whereas like I just the way I am, I look at it, first of all, I am a humanitarian. I love all people, Same but here. because I yep. am a black person, I understand the black struggle in America. There is no way I could look at another black person in the face and know that I'm screwing them and know that I'm fucking them out of their right. money. Right. There, there's no and way. And that, I can't content. go to sleep at night if that happens. Yeah, yeah. my yeah. Time, but bro, that is what the music business is built on. Like it's people that are so greedy, and it's like, well, I got fucked over, so you got to get fucked over. Almost looking at it like it's a rite of passage. Yeah, like yeah. you got to go through this because I went. It's like, no, why don't you just Change stop the cycle? Yeah. So what I think hip hop can contribute to financial literacy, I think not just in public forums because I see like. You know, like cats like Killer Mike. I seen Chameleonaire mm -hmm. do it. I seen like a lot of people like at uh, certain forums and stuff like at these events. I think it should be an everyday thing. If you run into an artist like what DJ Paul did for me, having the conversation and having the dialogue is how hip hop can right. contribute to financial literacy. When DJ Paul asked me, how is you eating, man? Your album ain't came out. That blew my mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It was for one because he cared enough to ask. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
And because he knows how this is supposed to go and he saw the situation that I was in, he actually had just a human to human care. Yeah. I think that that's what the, the I think that's what hip hop needs more of. Instead of us bigging each other up about BS and the jewelry <laughs> we didn't bought. When you meet a young instead of just yeah. if you go, instead of just giving a young artist a feature, have a talk with him. Yeah. Sit and talk with him like, bro. Like, are you good? Are you eating? How's yeah. your deal structured? You okay? Do you have an accountant? Like, do you have somebody in your circle that's watching your finances? Hey, you man, you know you uh, <laughs> this is one thing, and I'm gonna <laughs> say this on your platform because I want to give the secrets away. Yeah, yeah, because I don't want anybody to ever go through. I've had highs and lows mm -hmm. in the music business, and I feel like the reason that I went through them is to try to stop some young artists from going through that's any the of the lows that I went yeah. through. Listen, man, when you get your advance, this is what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Write this it down. Is what you do. Get your pens, everybody. They're going to try to make you record in a bunch of studios that cost a lot for you to be in. And it's coming out of your budget for you to record in those studios. Take your advance money, buy the equipment yourself, put it in your house. And then you charge the label for you recording mm, in your own house. So chill. it's just them giving your money back to you instead of them taking your money and giving it to a studio. And then it's like you never had the money to begin with. So anybody that's in the music business knows that I just really gave a gem just now. Yeah, that's Take your right advance, <laughs> get your own equipment, put it in your house and then tax the label as <laughs> if you're the studio so you can get your money back. That's what you do. Things like that. I didn't learn things like that until later on when I yeah. was about to get out of my deal. So it's like, had I known a lot of those things, man, going into this situation, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I would have been a lot better off just right. mentally knowing those things. So if whenever I can, you know, pull the curtain back or expose certain things or sit a young artist down and tell them, things that they wouldn't know unless you've been through it. I love doing it, man. So I think that's what hip hop can do to raise the awareness of financial literacy. Be transparent. Instead of just giving somebody a verse, instead of popping bottles in the club with them, instead yeah. of helping them go broke faster, why don't you actually be like a genuine human and like let this <laughs> young person know how they should spend their money, when they should be getting paid, the type of people that should be around them, the uh, type of accountants and business lawyers that they should set up around them. Like educate them about, educate them on how to keep the money, not just how to get the money. Man, listen, I, okay. <laughs> so this resonates with me also because I feel like there's not enough OGs right now. Let, let me take that back. There's not enough of this information coming back full circle, like you said, to teach younger people. One of the things that I learned as far as investing, right? I went through all of these ups and downs and I got to where I'm at now because I went through all those bumps. So in the minute that I finally figured out, I'm like, yo, this is working for me. I'm going back. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going back and I'm saying, yo, you don't have to do that. This is what you can do and here's your shortcut, right? We, mm -hmm. need, we need the OGs. We need somebody who's going to be the mentor in order to help you avoid those same traps and, plat and, and, and pitfalls. So it doesn't have to be repeated. It, it doesn't make any sense to see somebody else go through the same exact thing that you the just did. The same exact yeah. thing? It's, like, it's crazy. He's like, I could have told you. Like, like, no, then why didn't you? 
Then why did <laughs> yeah. Bro, I've always thought that. Like I say, the most disgusting phrase in show businesses is not my business to teach you the business. That's bullshit. It is. Yeah, each one teach each one. one. That's teach what one. I yeah, grew up yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I'm on to. That's why I do this podcast. That's why I started my website. I just wanted to be that vessel because I, I realized I'm just like you on a human tip. I realized what my purpose on life was at that 22 year old version of myself. I realized that everybody's responsibility is to be able to pass it on, pass it on. Cause yeah. no one's here forever. So what your yes. responsibility is to make sure that you are the blueprint for somebody so they can be the better version and they build upon Absolutely. it. And that's, that's the simplicity of it. If you think like, bro, we about to get deep, right? So when you think about everything, <laughs> when you think about everything about life, right? I, I did a podcast on this before. Earth science, they taught us the, the water cycle. They taught us the rock cycle, right? Everything is a cycle. Humans have the point of being linear. We have this thing where we just go and there's an end point. So nothing comes back. And that's what's killing us. We don't have anything mm -hmm. that comes back in. We make waste and the waste mm -hmm. is what kills us. So every Agreed. what we need to do is have whatever is the waste product needs to feed back into the beginning, which is the OG. The OG says, wait a minute, I've already been through this and now we recycle everything and say this is what's wrong don't do this seed planet everything repeats once more absolutely that's that's how i look at it the simplicity of life you is, just hit the nail you just hit the nail on the head <laughs> it's a cycle we gotta complete the cycle and stop making it linear once we do that come on man. we're good man <laughs> i agree <laughs> what's up what's understood don't even need to be <laughs> clarified all right i went off topic my bad so let me <laughs> let me no, jump back to it no absolutely it needed to be said <laughs> yeah man this this is really easy we make it difficult we, yes we do we, we put too many things in the way of it and it, it is not that difficult like you said on a human level that conversation you had that could have been had many years ago right that's a fact yeah <laughs> i told you everybody bro, was in the way that, that wanted to make sure they ate off of you so they correct. kept you in the dark correct correct <laughs> correct it's, it's it's crazy and like i say man i just i'm i'm a very spiritual person so i just thank god that you know those things never made me a bitter person it just made me a better person man. yeah yeah all right let's let's move along on this one right so we got we got the people that we talked about that's on a higher scale. We got the Jay-Z's, we got the Nas's, we got the Diddy's and all that, right? And they've broken mm -hmm. out into entrepreneurship. So is there anything that you're doing right now that is making you an entrepreneur? Well, man, I think taking my career back in my own hands and becoming the owner of all things John Connor. You know, I'm in the John Connor business, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. Whereas like, uh, you know, owning my own company, doing everything myself, you know what I'm saying? As far as uh, right now, I'm writing my book is still coming out with music, coming out with merch and doing all of those type of things. And then just building to get to that point where I do want to invest in other things, you know, outside of music. I was just talking to uh, my cousin Ronnie. I just uh, was at a wedding this past weekend and me and him were talking about like just investing in a lot of things. And that's where I'm looking to go because the majority of my life has been just music, music, music. And so now with me, it's I want to just take everything that I've learned and invest in other things. And so my cousin Ronnie and me were talking about that and it was just a beautiful thing. And that's what I'm looking forward to doing, like just getting into other things outside of music. Now, what those things are, I don't know yet because yeah. I've been so entrenched 
in music for so long but it's like i'm at the point in my life where i just i do i want to diversify beyond just music but owning my own company uh writing and doing everything that i'm doing on my own within show business and taking ownership of that is uh me expressing my entrepreneurial spirit spirit man yeah one of the things that I've learned along my path is every time I learn something, I always come back to my core group and like, yo, I just learned this. Check this out. Right. I'm always coming yeah. back with it to my original trio of friends, you know, my, my circle that I have, especially when it came to investing, anything that I ever learned, I always came back and said, I just learned this. My excitement is just all over the place when I get that opportunity to come yeah. back and, and tell somebody. Because I know, like I told you, I just got to be that vessel. And that's just something that's just a trait in me that I got to make sure that I fulfill. Um, so we, we're going to talk about the collaboration part. Earlier, we talked about how you linked up with Willie the Kid. First of all, that's the Michigan connection. How did you two um, link up? Man, um, me and Willie the Kid linked up because at the time... We, that was at the time we were truly grinding and we were just getting in the car and going to every city in Michigan trying to do shows wherever we could. So when we went through Grand Rapids, I feel like we ended up being on a lot of shows with uh, Willie the Kid. His management and my management ended up getting cool with each other. Okay. And then me and Willie get I ended up getting cool with each other. And then it was just we just hit it off, man. We was two peas in a pod. Like he was just real recognized, real, man. <laughs> yeah, I got busy on that record too, man. <laughs> Thank you. That's actually like to this day, I think that might be uh top five of my favorite oh, collaborations. Okay. okay. I've ever done. That's dope, and it's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, just the vibe, just the yeah. vibe of the music, like you know what I'm saying. And of course, me and him went in, but it's just like the music. The way I write songs is the music gives me the words, man. Yeah. So it was just that vibe was just so strong, man. Yeah, man. When I, I that takes me back, you know, the whole album was dope, by the way. Um, but that just takes me back to the time when you actually went to the studio to record with somebody, right? Because nowadays it's just, and I'm not saying it's bad, it's just different, right? right? If I say, yo, hop on this track with me, I can send you the beat, you can send me the verse, and that's all good. But back then you had to be in the studio with your person, and y'all yeah. vibe, and you you got, you know, whatever environment that you in that y'all vibing, and y'all say, yo, what do you think about this? And you spit it. Like, yeah, that's dope. You you, flow, you flowing off of it. That energy is a lot easier to get contagious, in my opinion, when you in that yeah, close quarters that. in the studio. So, y'all made that collaboration, right? And I want to actually jump to collaborations as far as the industry goes. Like, what have you done as far as collaborations in business is concerned. Have you had any experience in collaboration in business yet? Wow. No, because everything was always just me. I think early on when I, uh, me and um, former NBA player Mateen Cleaves, like we started. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I saw that connection that you had in Michigan yeah, State. Yeah. We kind of like uh, from 2010 to 2019, like, you know what I'm saying? Like we were the co owners of the company. That, you know what I'm saying, we were pushing. So that's probably like the, but I've always been very independent minded. I've always been the type of dude that I know where I want to go and I know what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, I, you know, and, and maybe in the second half of my life, I will collaborate more with people on business ventures because you have to. You right, know what right. I'm saying? But the thing is, up until this point, I would have to say, man, it's just been me, man. 
Okay. So you'll end up getting to that point at that. For sure. When you get there. Because so, it's necessary. It's very yeah, necessary. Yeah, relationships are important. And my next question to you is, you know, you've built those relationships from the very beginning to where you're at now. So how have those mm. relationships helped you grow up until the point that you're at? Well, because I think that you can learn something. You learn something from every human that you have an interaction with. Right. You know, even if you just say hi to somebody while you're at the corner store or, at you know, Walgreens or something, there's something that you could learn from that person based off, you know, their experiences, man. So I think, man, just all of the relationships, I always just try to find the gym in whatever somebody's saying to me or their journey, or I try to take something like, I like how they did that or, okay, I see that there's another way I could have went about this by watching somebody else. So the relationships that I have with people in the music business and just in life itself, I'm always picking up gems. I'm always seeing what works for other people and trying to see how that can apply to my journey as well. All right. Yeah, man. So we, we talked about earlier about the irresponsibilities of hip hop and yes. you know how people in you know, jewelry all that type of stuff we always talk about making it rain we can we can right now list about five different songs talking about throwing money in the air and spinning right. it somewhere i personally like to get rid of the word spin because that's finality like when you spin that money is gone i like the word circulate because that okay. means it comes back to you and i'm also a big fan of energy because the words you speak they make existence happen for something, right? I've said this many a times, everything you've ever seen in front of you was a thought by somebody. And because they spoke it, it came into existence. And that's, that's what we do, right? So we talked about the making it rain, all that. So let's talk about some responsible financial decisions. Can you share with me some stories about some financial decisions that you made that were responsible or some other artists that you've seen was <laughs> like, hey, Maybe I should do that, too. Every artist should be responsible in the terms of make sure you pay your taxes. Okay. Make sure you get health insurance. <laughs> make sure, like, yo, because that's stuff that I ended up having to learn. Because, you know, you don't care about that type no, of stuff. No, when you young, you, have, you, you just you got the deal. Care. Yeah. Yeah. But those were things that I had to like, oh, it, it actually, those things, <laughs> those things do matter. But, um. I just think when I think of, uh, you know, mature financial decisions was always make sure you got something for a rainy day, you know, that plan for the rainy day, plan for those times when maybe whatever business it is that you're in slows down, you know what I'm saying? And you can always, you always got something in the back pocket. You don't want to just blow everything out the gate as if everything is always going to be you know, just so fluid because sometimes right. it's not. And that's with any business, any billionaire tell you, you know what I'm saying? They went broke before and had to get, get rich right again. Yep. Like they, you know what I'm saying? You got to go through that. So there's like, always keep something in the back pocket, always keep something on the side for that rainy day for when whatever business you in isn't as lucrative as it once was, because all businesses goes through ebbs and flows. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it Not does. just music, everything. You can watch the stock market and see that sometimes some will be super high. Sometimes things will be super low. So it's like, I just think that, um, being wise with understanding that, um, Money is an unpredictable current, you know what I'm saying, that you can't always predict. So just always make sure you invest wisely and make sure you still got some bread for that rainy day. Yeah, 
You mentioned how things change and things have drastically changed from the early 2000s to where we're at now. We talk about financially, well, not financially, we're just talking about the industry in general, right? We have CDs and tapes and all that stuff, then that transitioned over. Now all that's phased out. You can't even really go buy an album anywhere and everything is now streaming. So let's talk about that change. How has that impacted you from the CD days and how things have changed to the streaming now. How has that impacted you personally? You know, I saw a clip of Snoop talking about it and I echo his sentiments. <laughs> it's that, you know, how how do you have millions of streams but you don't have millions of dollars? Yeah. You know, and that's the truth of the matter. You know, it sucks because back in the day, you know, even in high school, that's how I bought my first uh I I bought my equipment for my first studio from um excuse me uh selling cds at school i was selling them for ten dollars a piece so every day i was coming home with like uh shoot hundreds of hundreds of dollars like you know what i'm saying like legit and that's how i bought my first studio so it 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 definitely hurts the music business it hurts all the show business i see right. that's even why the writers and and uh that's film right now on yep. strike because streaming is like when you go to the box office or you go to the movie theater and buy a ticket, okay, you're getting bread. But if your movie's going directly to like Netflix or Disney Plus, you don't have to pay for a ticket. You're not, it's not generating, you know what I'm saying? It's not generating money like that. So the writer's right. like, yo, where my money we at? Doing? Yeah, yeah. You know, where's the money at? So, you know, it's impacted all of us greatly. But with me personally, uh, with my next album and with all of the albums that I'm coming out with next, I'm still going to release physical copies because music is what I do. You know, that's what I do for a living. I'm an artist. I'm a musician. So it's like, you know, it's just a way to get. (laughs) Uh, I had another train of thought as I was talking. Think about this. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm an Aries. (laughs) So so, think about this, man. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) When you back in the day, like you had a literal physical thing like the music was on a physical cd and with records and tapes and all of that like it's it's scary to think got diggable plant you know it's diggable oh you can't see diggable planets we got there i got so it's scary to think man (laughs) that let's say whoever's in control of like itunes and apple music spotify let's just say they just wanted to delete an artist. Like, you know what I'm saying? They just said, I don't like this artist. We want to delete this person. So now there's no physical, tangible evidence that this that artist ever existed. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Ain't that crazy? That's crazy. Like, let's yeah. say 15 years from now, let's just say whoever's in control is like, we don't like what Lil Wayne stood for. So we just gonna delete, delete yeah. little Wayne. From- <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like a real possibility. Yeah, it is, yeah. Because it's like you know you couldn't do that with CDs or records. Because it's like, what do you mean delete them? I own it. I have it in my hand. Like it's it's a real thing. So it is just kind of scary when you think about streaming and how it's like it's not even a real thing. Like it doesn't. Where does it exist at? Yeah. It exists in the iCloud or whatever. And then the where's that exist at? Yeah. Where yeah. is that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so for me, I'm still gonna come out with uh vinyl CDs and tapes. You know what I'm saying of my music because I think that um 
you know, music is more than just something you nod your head to. It's actually a documentation of what society was going mm. through at that time. So it's like, I think if for nothing else, it's important for us to still have these f- physical evidence and tangible, right. you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, tangible pieces of music so that years from now, should the internet shut down, you'll always be able to look back or listen to a Nas, a Jay-Z, a John Connor, or whoever your favorite artist yeah. is, and be able to remember what was going on at that time. Because, you know, you could erase whole parts of history by not having music be tangible and a physical thing, man. Yo, I'm going to go off on a tangent with this one, right? We're we going on the same oh, way. <laughs> I, have, I have this theory, right? That yeah. human humans have gotten too smart in the past and extinct themselves. So let's go with this, right? So we hey, got hey, we got I'm the, riding with you. we got the cycle that we just talked about, right? So mm-hmm. I got I got a calculator in front of me. Okay, before we had calculators, how do we calculate math? We would write it down. Write and it we down. Would, yeah, we would use whatever other tool to help us calculate it faster, but we would still know how to do it. So we are in this point right now. Cats can't do math, bro. They can't do Correct. simple multiplication. So Correct. this is now our slave, right? Correct. So I have this theory that we got so advanced at one point that technology got that advanced that there's no record of them and that actually everyone had to start over and then they went back to having to write things down and redo mm. life. This that's just a personally that's my thing that I bro, think happened. I don't think that's not a <laughs> bro, that theory is not too far out there, man. That actually I'm actually when we get off of this, I'm probably gonna be thinking about that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's real, bro. Yeah. Like I'm you think think about it. Like you said, you become slaves to technology, man. It's crazy. And now humans don't know how to do anything. Even like remember back in the day, dog, before GPS like you had a th- map. think of think yeah. of here's the thing think of how much just the in um the invention of like gps has set us back right 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 but to think about it like this okay gps just tells you where to go back in the day you'd stop at a gas station and you'd ask like ask, a gas station yeah. attendant like hey how far is it to the yeah. da 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 blah 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 you yeah. feel me yep. so now because of GPS you've stopped another form of human communication and interaction Yep. we didn't used to be so scared of each other we used to just be like oh yeah just stop at this gas station up here and ask him if he knows right, right, right. so now you cut out another form of human interaction then also you'd buy a map you yep. used to like have to know how to like read, read a map, map. and yeah. estimate <laughs> how many north, south, east, west. Like you know what I'm saying? All of these like tools are gone now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's like we think that all of this technology is good, but really it's just making us lazier and it's making us dumber. Yep. You know, because it's like yep. if there's part of your brain, there's parts of your brain that you're not using anymore because you don't have a reason to. Back in like like um, if I can't remember something on the spot. I don't want somebody to Google it for me. It's like, no, I want to use my brain, brain to actually yeah, yeah. remember whatever it is that yeah. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's crazy, Yo, man. We ain't like so this. Uh, we're going to keep running with it because we be hot with it, right? So the whole yes. theory of the telephone, how the telephone got created was Alexander Bell was operating on the idea that telepathy was real because it's a part of your brain 
that actually works that can communicate with another human without saying anything. So this is what he was trying to recreate with the phone. And it's real because when you think about it, there have been plenty of times that you can recall in your life where you thought of somebody and right. all of a sudden they ended up contacting you, right? That was a subconscious thing that you did and you had no idea how to actively control it. So anyway, the phone was built in order to mimic that part of the brain. So now here we are, we have no idea how to use it, right? I, this is part of my theory why I think it's real because back then humans probably knew how to say, hmm. All right. <laughs> it was like, I'm gonna summon so-and-so and they're gonna be like, yo, right? And then all of a sudden it's on. But now you got the phone, which is cool. But at the same point in time, is it? <laughs> See, we man, got so many parts of our brain. You about to make me go deeper with you, bro. <laughs> you about to make me go deeper. Hey, we we could do this all day. I love so, thinking. So, bro, I 100% agree with you, right? Yeah. So, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so, you do you acknowledge the uh, existence of your conscious? Yes. Right. That when you wake up every day, like there's a there's there's a voice or an intuition that says to you, I want some chicken today. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what is that voice? Yeah. And why, is is it yeah. Why, why is it telling you to do that? See, our human like understanding is just thinking, oh, because I'm hungry. I want some chicken. Man, I feel like that conscious voice is connected to every other conscious voice. It's connected to every bird, every animal, every person, every, every living thing is connected to the planet itself, right? Yeah. And I feel like this conscious voice is talking to all of us at the same time. So even though it's just telling you, out, it's saying to you in your voice, I want some chicken today. You being in route to go get the chicken is going to make you cross paths with the person who's going to give you the opportunity. And y'all going to be like, oh, man, yeah. you want a chicken? You know what? I do this, too. I yeah. do this, too. And then that ends up flourishing into something else. But it's like that voice is inside of everything, Everybody, bro. Yep. And going back to what you were saying, I think that these inventions have put too much noise in our head to where we can't hear that conscious voice. Yeah. The voice is like, we start getting in the way of that voice. Yeah. The voice that's telling you, hey man, you should call your mama today. Yeah. That, you yeah. feel me? Because your mom probably woke up thinking, I miss my son today. Yeah. But because, because we have so many things that are blocking us, like, okay, now the voice says, call your mom today but then if i look at my phone and i see some big booties on instagram <laughs> now i'm distracted it's taking me away yeah. from the consciousness of doing what i'm supposed to do which is probably call my mom yeah. or whatever the case may be so going back to what you said man i think technology is blocking that uh that telepathic voice that you know what i'm saying that is in all of us i think you're absolutely correct because if you rewind time before cars, before internet, before television, before, okay, when there was just nothing yeah. but humans, humans and the truth, that's all that's there all was. Existed, yep. Humans and the truth, <laughs> not nothing, nothing to distract you. <laughs> the truth is I'm going to wake up, the sun's going to be there, and all I have to entertain me is the amazement of the truth. Yep, that's that it. Every, <laughs> that there are seasons, that there are plants growing from the ground, yep. that babies come out of women, that there was nothing but 
the unadulterated truth. And now I feel like there's so many inventions that distract us from the truth that we act all confused, like we don't know what, what's mm -hmm, going on. Mm -hmm. But really, if you if you separate, um, if you eliminate everything that man created, all you're left with is the truth. And I think that when you do that, your theory doesn't sound as crazy as someone might think. Yeah, somebody gonna think we crazy, but I don't care. This is exactly <laughs> somebody gonna watch this. Are oh, they talking at yeah, all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm you know, something no. else. Like it's I'm turning like, this off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a firm believer in Newton's laws of physics applying to humans that energy is neither created nor destroyed, or destroyed. just transferred. So everything that is here has always been and there's nothing new under the sun. So I, I, I tell I tell my daughters all the time to guard their energy for the yeah. reason that you hit a pond, a ripple, the ripple continues to go until it touches something else. And even that energy transforms into something else like this. Correct. is This is realism. We, we just got to understand it. The simplicity of life is really this simple. Yeah, we make it too complicated. Like you said, all the yeah. noise in our head from technology dead all of it just keep it simple like personally bro i like to go outside and i'll just listen to the wind right i'll Same look at the trees yeah. just the, the leaves blow i hear the birds i hear all that stuff that's the simplicity the waves crash bro. that's yeah i am the most uh <laughs> nature loving rapper of all. <laughs> of all bro that's what i do in my free time bro i literally just go sit it's like uh, I, it's a couple parks by where I stay. I just go out in the park, man, and really just enjoy nature. Yeah. I actually uh, I posted on my Facebook today. I said people uh, a, a quote. Somebody said a quote one time. They said it amazes me how humans can normalize even the most breathtaking of God's creations. Yeah, you feel me? That's deep. Yeah. How do you how do you look at the sky every day and it's just oh that's normal? That's yeah. not normal. No, that's, not, that's like nope. the most beautiful thing. <laughs> like that's crazy, yeah. bro. Sometimes I'll look at the sky and I'll look at because airplanes are huge, right? Right. You ever looked at how small an, an airplane, airplane looks in, sky, yep. in comparison to the sky? Yeah. It's like, bro. When what I put on my Facebook today was like, do we ever just sit and think like? You mean to tell me I can plant a seed in the ground and then actual food that <laughs> nourishes develop, my yeah. body grows yeah. out of this thing that I'm standing on right now? How? Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, these things are amazing, but we are so confused and so distracted by so much irrelevant petty, minute stuff that we don't it's realize don't the matter, amazing man. gifts that are surrounding us on an everyday basis, bro. So we're in total agreement. Man. Yeah, yeah. This this podcast will be 50 hours long because I can keep going on it, man. <laughs> right. I, I just I watched we, a we documentary. We don't have to kick it, man. Yeah. Like, on some real talk, bro. <laughs> I just watched documentaries about the ocean. Ocean, ocean fascinates me more than space because... Yes it just keeps going further and further down and there's no documentation about what's down there. And then the space, bro, one last, one last conspiracy theory. You know, we For don't sure. Know, right? Fam, tell me how on earth you can have a convenience store that has a camera and it's all grainy, but you can tell me that they can shoot all the way out in space and it'd be HD crystal clear. All right. right? So I'm like, 
Yo, so is that computer generated and they've been working on that all this time and they telling me that this is real? Because it, that technology jump don't make sense to me, right? Like, Not a, bro, <laughs> doesn't make sense to me either. And I'm and, and like you said, hey man, we just two humans trying to figure it out. So, <laughs> like so, somebody connect this dot for me. Holler at me and let me know why. Bro, yeah. When I found out like the first couple of space landings or whatever was like actually filmed in a studio in Burbank, California. Oh, yeah, see, yeah. It's that, like, see man, but you know, <laughs> it's like I'll tell you something that I that tripped me out because I, I'm one of them dudes where I'm like slight weight, possibly a flat earther. I'm not sure yet. I don't know. I'm not saying I am, but I, it's like I can't 100% say whether I believe this the Earth is round or flat. I don't know. Yeah. Like yo, but one thing that tripped me out is my spirit recently was telling me to read the bible right yeah, yeah. my spirit my intuition was like read the bible from beginning to end and it'll help you get some answers right this, yeah. is, this is interesting i'm glad i'm getting to share this with you then other people are going to get to see this right so i'll make a long story short but it's just about space and it's in in um regards to what you were just talking about right so <laughs> i start reading genesis right and so i remember a while back i asked a friend of mine i said why do they say the sky is blue Right. Yeah. So why do I'm gonna ask you? Why do they say the sky is blue? They say the sky is blue because of the reflection of the light or whatever. Okay, right? exactly. See, that's what they told me in school too, right? Yeah. But something about it just didn't sit right with me. And one thing I know, as I said, I'm very spiritual. So um, I know that God, the universe, doesn't move in confusion. God is one plus one equals two. Right, Anything right. that's confusion is probably wrong, right? You know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? So because that answer that you just gave me, that my other friend gave me, didn't make sense to me, I kept saying, well, that doesn't make sense to me. And this is why it didn't make sense. Because have you, you've been in an airplane before, right? Right, right. Okay, and so have I. So when I'm in an airplane, the sky isn't blue, it's clear. And how do I know it's clear? Because clouds are white. Because you go through the clouds, right? Right, right. But when we're on the ground, it looks like the white clouds are in the blue sky, but that's bullish. The white clouds are in this <laughs> space sky. of clear. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And when you're in an airplane, if you look up, it's still blue. Right? Right. So I says to I says to myself, <laughs> oh, I said, okay. so I started so I started reading the Bible. I said the sky isn't blue, it's clear. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the clouds are in the sky. So anyway, I'm reading the Bible and my cousin said, yeah, man, whenever I get to that part right there, I get confused. I said, why? He said, because it says uh, God created a firmament. He said, what the hell is a firmament? <laughs> and I said, well, why you ain't never look it up? And he was like, he was, he was like I don't know, cuz. So as I'm reading the Bible, I got my dictionary next to me, right, while I'm reading it. And I look up the word firmament. And then it said separation, semicolon, sky. Right? So then okay. I says to myself, while I'm reading, the part that he was talking about that confused him, it says in the Bible, God used a firmament to separate the waters from the waters. Right? So I said, wait a minute. <laughs> so, so it's another I says, wait a minute. Water. So you mean to tell me the water? So the so in the beginning, all there was was water, and then there was a firmament, 
which translates to sky, yeah. that got put in the middle to separate the two waters. So is the water that we look at as oceans, lakes, and ponds, and all of that, that's the water we see. Yeah. So is the sky blue because what we're literally seeing is the water in heaven, and what we're living in is the firmament that separates the water we have on earth from the water in heaven. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, mind blown that <laughs> yeah. you could po- that we're possibly literally looking at heaven every day. Yeah, that's yeah. You 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 take the card for that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it that way. I just kind of accepted that reality. Like, fam, everything's a Truman Show now, right? Everything's like, <laughs> the Truman Show now, bro. It, bro, it is literally the riddle that keeps on, keeps on giving, bro. <laughs> Yo. Yo, all right, yeah, we both gonna be thinking. We definitely have to reconnect on this one because this is we are man. This is I'm easy. down whenever. Yeah, man. this is easy. All right, let, let's go ahead with the <laughs> the finance part. <laughs> if we lost y'all, come back, come back to it. All right. All right, yeah. so now, now that we got that part done, right, we're going to talk back yeah. about hip-hop. All right, so hip-hop, you got into the game. Who can you consider as your hip-hop mentor? Um, Personally or just somebody that I admired from afar? Let's say personally. Uh, Personally, I would say, man, I will have to give it to DJ Paul. DJ Paul. Because he's always been there whenever I needed help understanding anything. Like whether it was a verse or whether it was financial advice or whether just a friend to listen. And also uh, my man, DJ Silk, uh, who I met while I was at Aftermath. He produced uh, uh, What You Gonna Do for J.O. Felony back in the day. Produced a lot of stuff for Dre. Uh, My man, DJ Silk. And we actually we got a project coming out together. Okay. same same way. He's he's the dude who actually pulled me aside and started making me understand the legal jargon. And he w- it was like he wouldn't stop until I understood. That's like, yo, you need to know this. You need to know this. You know, so DJ Silk and D- and it's funny, both of them are DJs. So DJ Silk <laughs> and DJ Paul, I would say, are my, my mentors when it comes to the business or the music business. All right. So next question is, you got a hip hop mentor. Do you have anybody that you consider as a financial mentor? Uh, my mother. Your mom? Okay. I would say my, my mother and uh, my mother, my father, to an extent, and uh, my cousin Ronnie okay. would be my, my mentors financially. Okay. And then last one here. We got last question. We got a piece of advice to an aspiring artist. What would you tell them right now? We already shed light on the the studio part. Is that that's also kind of reminiscent to what Shaq said on Drink Champs about how he got the itemized bill from them, and they were charging him for studio time. He was like, "I got the studio. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> you know, getting his money back." So aside from uh-huh. that, one, is there anything else that you can give to an aspiring artist as advice? The advice would be know who you are before you get into this business. Have a clear identity of self. Keep God first. Um, you might have to start over a bunch of times before you ultimately get where you're trying to go. You have to believe in yourself more than everybody else doesn't believe in you. Mm, that's the one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Gotta believe um, in yourself. Nobody else gonna believe in you if you don't believe in you. 
at all. <laughs> um, I would say surround yourself with people who unselfishly believe in your dream and get more out of seeing you happy than it is them wanting to see themselves become successful from their association with you. Um, let your intuition lead the way. You are smart enough. Um, he, he dropping gems, family. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, try, I'm trying my best to think that of everything that a young artist should know. And just because somebody wears a suit or has a desk doesn't mean that they're more intelligent than you. Right, right. That just means they have a suit on and they are in the office. You're equipped. So, and um, yeah, you're equipped to deal with everything that comes in your way and focus on what people say to you, not how what they say makes you feel. Listen, the happiness thing. So I run a YouTube series, right? At the end of all my videos, I talk about finance and cool. But the only reason why I like talking about finance is because from where I'm from in Brooklyn, we didn't have much. So when I got right. to the point of understanding how to protect what I have, I went back and I, I gave the information out. Like my website right now is still free because I want to be able to give that to it. And then I got to the point where I had to charge something because people don't respect free. So I still made it right. affordable. So anyway, the happiness part. We don't take this to heart. A lot of people ain't happy, right? Correct. Social media has given everybody this level of anxiety that is just insurmountable in a lot of times. We sit here and we look at other people and we always swear that somebody else is doing way better than me, way happier than me. I need to do X, Y, Z what they're doing. Like, stop, just be you. This is There's only one you, that's why you need to be just you, right? That happiness is something that a lot of people will die and never see. And it's sad, man. You know, I, I try to tell people the most the most important things you have to do is eat, drink your water, drink your water, and get your exercise, and spend time with people that you love. Because at the end of the Absolutely. day, when people are on their deathbed, they're not asking for more money; they're asking for more nah, time. Yeah, more they, time. Yeah, they yep. want to be able to be healthy and spend time with people and, and laugh and, and enjoy things that's the most important thing we got to get back to understanding that this money is cool fine but yo it don't matter because you can't go to the grave with it <laughs> that's a fact at the end of the day you gotta it's gotta go somewhere else and i teach the financial stuff because i know when you all pass you got to be able to put a foundation so your family can at least be comfortable so you don't put them in a bad situation so yeah that's that's where i'm at with the finance bro but yo absolutely thank absolutely. you bro i sincerely mean it man beyond just this interview dog let's keep in touch man you yes. did, you didn't made a friend for life we thank are like-minded spirits man soldiers <laughs> of the same struggle man thank you thank you now i want to wrap this up on this one right the last one that you did on sos you did sos and sos too right the right. lyric that you did and it was with the locksmith i forget what track it was called uh, I can't remember. I got a queen by my side. I don't need a <laughs> So you hit the lyrics. I don't want my kids to own things. I want my kids to own teams. Right? right. Yep. I don't want my kids to own rings. I want my kids to own teams. Yep. 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 Just listen. This is the bar of the century because this is exactly what I'm teaching my kids now. 
we got to have ownership. When I teach the culture this, through this, we have to have ownership. The only reason why this music business is as successful as it is is because we've never taken the time to develop the ownership part of it. Agreed. They got it mastered, right? They know exactly how to manipulate. And as you highlighted already, they got the young kids. That's why all of us coming up out of these situations have never seen this type of money. And all we're thinking about is the transformational change that we're going to experience if we have our hands yep. on this money right that's why yep. so many times we we hang with this big crew of people we paying for everything and yo it's a trap it's a trap yeah <laughs> yep. that's a fact that's fact man. and we we I love being an OG part. This is actually my favorite part of life. I love the experience of living it. But you know, Dang now here. in my 40s, I love being able to say, come here, young man. Right. Let me teach you something, right? The, the toughest part of being an OG is that they can be stubborn. And it's hard to sometimes to crack that shell and say, yo, I'm trying to tell you something, fam. You don't want to go through this. Like, I got to go through this with my kids. They like to learn on their own sometimes, and I gotta fall back, and I gotta just kind of referee it sometimes. I'm gonna put a fence around them so they don't go too far, but at the right. same point in time, I gotta let them experience it on their own. Like my daughter, just the other day, it was something like a water bottle, right? No, it was something she had when she was balancing on something, right? It was something silly. She put like yeah. a piece of paper on something, and I was like, this is gonna blow right off, right? And I knew it, the minute she put it there, I was like, this is gonna blow right off. So within like five minutes, wind blew and it just blew off. And I was like, I'm sorry I had to let you do that, but I, you like to learn on your own, right? Right. Right. <laughs> that was the bad man. part about it. But yeah, the OG part, I love it, man. But your family, thank you. I appreciate you. you. And I tell everybody who hits my show, I love you because I don't have to physically know anybody or do anything that's going to be like funny feeling or whatever you know i think For as sure. a black culture we have gotten away from the word love because we put this funniness you know this gay and all that type of stuff like no fam listen i could tell another man yo fam i love you i want everything that you want to do to fruition i want everybody that's around you to grow prosper i want everything that you want that's going to benefit you and I want that energy to be contagious and you affect everybody else around you. That's what this is about, man. This is what life is always going to be about and I'm just doing my part and I appreciate you being able to share that time with me today, brother. Well, King, I love you too and I wish you all the peace, love and blessings that I wish for myself and may you stay covered, man. Absolutely, you are King. Thank you, thank you. And now it's time for the bars. Oh. Yo, Slim Thug, let me hold this beat for a minute, fam. Put a little finance on this one. <laughs> Yo, it's stocks and bars. Together they say it's an oxymoron. Hold on tight because I'm about to go off. Proving to all of the doubters are wrong. They're bouncing this all, crowd is enjoying it. No one traveling on route in the morning. If you looking like me, then you're riding with sports. I'll see myself running routes to score. Lot on the court, and I'm about to spoil it. I'm more than just taking shots with a ball or on the TV getting shot by the law. I can aspire to be doctors or lawyers. The black new song can't be ignoring it. Not many likely, but about to be more. On the future because I spot I secure. 20 millions when it's got to be yours. And I'm looking forward to see you get all of it. No doubt, then the problem is gone. 
we unify, ain't no stopping this force Together me and John are entrepreneurs Tell your parents, cousins, aunties and uncles What we doing is a mountain of wonderful Moving mountains with the sound of confrontable If you could do it, look at me if you want the proof Growth happens from being uncomfortable No more rapping is feeding us lunchables We are actively creating culture rules No more blacking is being financial fools I'm breaking down barriers And controlling my words with a mic Ain't nothing scarier Audio revolution, you a hearing one Let's go Stop, send me bars, stop, send me bars.